of all of the people that we have examined so far and asked the question, why did they crucify Jesus? We finally get to the ones who actually did the crucifying. The Roman soldiers. These were the men who grabbed Jesus, who threw him down onto that wooden cross, who picked up nail and hammer and drove them into his hands and drove them into his feet and then pulled that cross upright set it up and crucified him. Why? Why did these soldiers crucify Jesus? The title I've chosen for this is Jesus, it's what we do. And that's really true for these Roman soldiers. It's what they did. Pontius Pilate did not tell his tribune to go out and pick three soldiers to go crucify Jesus. The tribune didn't go out there to his battalion and say, uh, you and you and you, come here. No. In large cities like Jerusalem where there were garrisons of Roman soldiers where they would be doing crucifying of criminals, there were specific groups of soldiers who were specifically designated, trained, and set up to do crucifixions. You see, Rome was very particular. They didn't want anything to go wrong. They wanted it to be done right. And for goodness sakes, they could not botch any one of these crucifixions. The guy had to be crucified right, so he died in the most gruesome way possible. And to see to that, they picked crucifixion squads and trained them to do this job. And whenever a crucifixion came up, they were the ones who handled it. A place like Jerusalem may have three or four of those squads, and they was on a rotating basis, so these three guys who did it for Jesus, it was their day. It was what they do. Which means these men had probably already crucified hundreds, if not thousands of men, and maybe even a few women. It's what they did. They didn't know Jesus from Adam. It didn't make any difference to them who he was or what he did. They had a job to do. It's what they did. The governor said, crucify? <laughs> they crucified. The mocking was all part of the process. The scourgings, the beatings was all part of the process. Beat the person down. Break his spirit. Get him so exhausted, so weak, that when you finally did get him crucified, it didn't take as long for him to die. All part of the process. And since they had to do this gruesome job, well, whatever they could get for the clothes and stuff, that's why they gambled. Extra income for having to spend the day watching three men 
die. It's what they did. Nothing against Jesus. It's just their job. It's what they did. Well, how does that fit with you and I? Anybody here trained in crucifixion? No? So we can't relate to the Roman soldiers in that way. But listen again to that statement. Jesus, it's what we do. You and I are sinners. We sin. It's what we do. Because it's who we are. Jesus did not just die for our sins of thought, words, and deeds. Jesus died because we are sinners. In the heart and core of our center of our being, our soul, we are sinners. Sinful human beings. And as sinful human beings, we sin. It's what we do. And Jesus died for that too. Not just for our words and deeds and thoughts. He died also for our sinfulness. The Bible tells us that he became sin. Not became sins, but he became sin for us. He took away, he took on himself our sinful nature and all that that meant and was crucified for that too. It's who we are that he died for. Jesus in our first lesson in the Sermon on the Mount has to tell us, you know, where your treasure is, there is your heart. And oh, don't we know it, huh? We can get so wrapped up into things of this world and into our job or into whatever that God just solely fades away. And we are sinners. And that's what we do. You and I, of all people, ought to really understand where this world is at. You know, the the theology, if you will, the thought or the philosophy of our world is that mankind is basically good. And it's get messed up by circumstances and situations or we're messed up because of things that happen to us and they don't have a really a good explanation for why would somebody walk into a school and start killing kids. You and I know why, don't we? We're sinners. It's what we do. None of the shenanigans going on in our election process today should surprise any of us. 
sinful men are letting their sin go rampant, aren't they? Abortion, homosexuality, living together, name it all. Drugs, alcohol, murder, depression, suicide. All of the stuff that's going on in our world today, all of the junk that's out. Surprise you? We are sinners. It's what we do. Even you and I as Christians are caught up in that, aren't we? We don't want to, but it just seems that that's what we do. Paul's, oh, the good that I would, I do not, and the evil that I would not, that I do. Oh, wretched man that I am. Is a cry of the sinful nature. Sometimes it even gets down to our worship life, doesn't it? We can come to church, we can sing the hymns, we can go through the whole liturgy, we can listen to the sermon and everything, we get home and we go, what? Uh, you know, well, I guess I can check that off. I got that done today. And it never touches our heart or mind. Because as Christians, it's just what we do. And then we go on with the rest of our life as though God did not exist You know, we've been talking in during this Lent about all of the ways in which we do sin. And that's been depressing enough, I guess, for some. But now we come to the fact that not only do we do sin, but we are sin. We have no hope. We have no life. We have only damnation except for the fact that God loves us and that Jesus went to the cross to take even our sinfulness upon himself and to suffer and die for that too. That even the fact that we are sinful, sinners, did not stop God from making us his own. That Christ would take all of that too upon himself and hang on that cross and die. For you and for me. Not just for what we have done, but for you and me, who we are. And then, he would bring us to a baptismal font. And wash us clean and fill us with his Holy Spirit to make us what? Not sinners, but children of God. Washed clean of our sin in the blood of Christ. So that we would not just be sinners. 
but also saints who could live for him, who could, under his power and with his help and guidance, overcome sin in our lives. So that we could, in faith, understand and accept his love for us and be a light into the world to shine that love to the lives of others who are caught up in the sin that we see all around us. You know, as I'm going through this series, I firmly believe God timed the Believe series just right with what I want him doing with these Lenten series. Because what are we reading about this week? Love. God's unconditional, self-sacrificing, forgiving love. And if there are anything that demonstrates that, it's the cross and understanding that he did it for us sinners in all of our corruption. Unconditionally, self-sacrificingly, forgivingly, he did it for us. And he asks us, in the darkness of this world, with all of the sin and corruption and crud that's going on out there. He asks us to shine that love, that unconditional, self-sacrificing, forgiving love into the lives of others. And it'll make a difference. You know, I think one of the more interesting things about the crucifixion of Jesus is One of those soldiers, for one of those soldiers, for the centurion, the leader of that crucifixion squad, at some point during Jesus' crucifixion, it was no longer just another crucifixion, another in a line of hundreds or thousands. He watched Jesus, heard him say, Father, forgive them. Saw him tell a disciple to take care of his mother and to turn to one of the thieves beside him and say, Today you will be with me in paradise. Saw the light of God's unconditional, self-sacrificing, forgiving love at work at least three times from that cross. And when Jesus died, he cried out, truly this was the Son of God. That light of love struck him. I don't know if he ever became a Christian or not, but for him, that death, that crucifixion, had an impact on him. You and I can have that same kind of impact in our world as we share that same kind of love with sinners today.
You and I are children of God. It's what we do. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ, the one who shown the unconditional love of God that you and I may be cleansed and that we may shine it as well.